Helo, David Morsima, Duyang Herdith, Dichin Grando are the Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving and living and learning languages in summer and winter and spring and in autumn. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's a website where you can learn how to learn a language. And I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything interesting from that wonderful world of learning other languages. This week, as you know, every other week, this is what I do. I'm back with a listener question. It's a good one. And I've got such a list of great answers and great suggestions to get through. So a great collection coming up. Thank you very much to our sponsor for The Fluent Show. That is yabla.com, Y-A-B-L-A. Yabla is a platform where you can find loads and loads of videos that have been supercharged for language learning. If you find it hard to follow your target language when it's spoken at full speed, maybe you're looking for better access to native, authentic videos that are still comprehensible for your level, then Yabla is for you. This super handy app works on desktop, tablet, mobile phone, so you can access easy entertainment in your target language from anywhere. And the thing is, Yabla is fun. And that's the key to learning a language way more, way more than we all ever thought <laughs> studying meant. This week, I've got a Yabla tip for you that they sent me on how they reckon you get the most out of those videos. So let's go. For general use with the video player and games, we recommend taking each video in stages. First pass of the video and then a vocabulary review. Then, if necessary, a deeper pass by looping. Looping is an amazing Yabla feature that I love, 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 love. Without translations to test your understanding. And if you want, you can also play Scribe, which is their patented listening comprehension game where they play you a little bit of video and you've got to type what you heard. I personally have found it really helpful as well to take the vocab that's about to come up in a video and study it because every video comes with a vocab list and that improves my comprehension in my beginner level HSK1 Chinese even before I see the videos for the first time takes about five minutes and it's totally worth it. And where else do you get a vocab primer before you're about to watch a video? It's just awesome. If you want to try Yabla out, it's a paid app. It's worth it if, you, if it's right for you. And I think you should take some time to try out if it is right for you. And Yabla thinks so too. So they give you 15 days to have a party over there and try it out. And the address where you can get that is yabla.com slash fluent show. That is www.yabla.com slash Fluent Show and going there also supports our show, which is The Fluent Show. <laughs> and of course, I also want to give you a quick reminder that Women in Language tickets are now on sale. This is our four-day online conference. It costs $29 plus tax wherever you, if you're in the EU, but it's $29 for four days, 30 plus speakers, language exchanges, 
everything's there. We're off to a really strong start this year. And next week, I'm going to share even more because I'm chatting to my co-organizer, Shannon. So if you have any women in language questions, if you want to know a little bit more about the conference, anything you've always wondered, send it to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or find me on social media and ask away and Shannon and I will take your questions. And finally, I want to, as always, thank the Fluent Show patrons. Patreon is growing and we're very grateful for it. And we've had some lovely responses to last week's multilingualism discussion, which we built into a thread over on Patreon. And there's a live stream coming up as well. So you can join the party. Even you can just follow Fluent Show on Patreon. You don't have to pay, but if you've got it, a dollar a month, two dollars a month, or maybe go on the five dollar level, it gives you some goodies and it makes a difference to us. And that is at patreon.com slash Fluent Show. Let's go to the question of the week. Like I said, it's a good one. And it comes from a long-term listener, long-term fan, and someone who has also used my Language Habit Toolkit to lots and lots of success. So in the show notes this week, I'm going to pop a little picture of how Joanne Suriel, who asked this question, has used the Language Habit Toolkit, what that looked like for her when she's learning Chinese. So it's always really nice to see other people using this using this stuff. And for me, as the maker of the course, it's a really rewarding experience to hear from students who have benefited and who have applied this to their own language learning. After all, what's the point of teaching you anything if, you know, if it doesn't help? Joanne says, I really appreciated Elisa Poletta's talk from the Women in Language Conference and took note of her advice to practice the thing that you want to improve. I want to improve my speaking for all three languages that I'm studying, but booking a language tutor or language exchange partner is not really an option for me right now. I'm a parent, I volunteer extensively in my community and have a demanding full-time job that can require last-minute work on evenings and weekends. I've stopped booking tutors and language exchange partners because often I need to cancel at the last minute. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how to practice speaking without using tutors or language exchange partners. I hope that someday that will be an option for me, but for now it's just not really feasible. I know you'll have some creative ideas and I thought maybe other listeners would be interested too. And listeners, I got some creative ideas. We we really do. And we also have a few, I've got a few language exchange tips that I will take you through at the end of this episode in case you are thinking about language exchanges. So in the show notes, you'll find more about language exchanges, but let's stay on the situation where you can't really use language exchange because you can't commit to that showing up, to making it part of your routine, to showing up on a regular basis. Now, I want to start with an update from Joanne, because I knew this episode was coming up. I sent her an email and I said, hey, talking about this topic, do you have any updates for me? Because it's been a while since you asked the question. And she has found such a cool thing to do and wanted to share it. I can't wait to read you this. So this is my first tip. If you don't have time to commit to this sort of one-to-one environment where you're with a tutor or you're with an exchange partner and the situation really is, They rely on you to show up. If you're not there, the whole thing doesn't happen because it's a two-people business here. It's a one-to-one exchange. You need you need the one person and the other person to turn up. Otherwise, it's a one-on-one solo talk, right? So if you can't commit to that, the great 
tip that I have for you is to look for things that are already happening without you, where you can sort of dip in and out. And if you really have to cancel at the last minute or you say, I just can't make it this week or my brain just isn't working, this will catch you. This is going to really help you out. So Joanne and I... We had a brainwave together, really, together apart. And this is what she sent me as an update. I love it, love it, love it. She says, I recently took a flamenco cante, which is a singing class online, where the teacher spoke mostly in Spanish. So, of course, I had to speak to him in Spanish. This works out well, because if I can't make the class, then it's not a problem, because there are other students there, and a class is a drop-in structure. So while it's better to go every week, it's totally fine just to join in whenever you can. I plan to continue taking the class and I'm super pumped about it because I love flamenco and I've always wanted to learn more about the music. Being in the pandemic makes it easier to attend the class because I don't need to travel or find childcare to attend. And actually, my kid listened in while taking the class, so she got extra Spanish exposure too. A win-win! And this is amazing. So let's analyze what Joanne was saying here and kind of run through the different points of what you can take from her experience to make your own language learning experience easier or to find that moment where you can just drop in, the level isn't so important, it's all kind of not so strict and not so, to be honest, not so nerve-wracking. So first she says, the teacher spoke mostly in Spanish, so I had to speak to him in Spanish. So you're in a class, you're in a group environment, the standard is set and no one can really waver from the standard. You We'll hear a lot of Spanish. A teacher speaks to a group. The understanding is in this group, the working language is Spanish. It's much makes it much, much harder for you to drop into English. It just makes you push yourself to go in Spanish. Secondly, the class is online. And as Joanne said, this gives you a lot of convenience. I mean, in, in 2020, life's actually in, in some small circumstances with the pandemic, us all staying at home. Sometimes life is easier because you, you really do cut out travel times. You don't have to get on the bus and sit there for an hour to get to your nearest class. You can now access classes worldwide. I have also found this with my Toastmasters, for example. I can currently attend Toastmasters meeting if I wanted to in, let's say, Dubai, Thailand, Hong Kong, Australia, Hawaii, Peru, Mexico, Florida, Jamaica. I could just attend them all from home because all of our meetings are online at the moment. We don't know how long this is going to continue, but I think if 2020 is teaching us any one thing, it is to use what we got in the moment and make sure that we make the most out of the small gifts that are given to us. So that's point number two is do look for online classes, especially right now where so many opportunities are popping up left, right and center because everything's moved online. And that means you don't have to look in your local area so much anymore. You don't have, you're not just so tied to your country, you can attend things from anywhere and you can look for things from anywhere. Point number three, 
is the drop-in structure. And this it, the drop-in structure means, number one, if you were to miss a week or maybe even miss two weeks, you can come back and you'll still sort of know what's going on. You can even take a month off with these types of classes. So good classes like that, like I said, the singing class, it works because people practice together. Yoga works like that. You don't generally build up and build up and build up so that if you were to miss two weeks, you'd have completely missed the instructions on a post and you can't do anything at all. There's a routine, there's a structure, and you'll still be able to participate in the majority of it. Any kind of fitness class works like this. You know, what else can we think about? Maybe cooking classes where different recipes are tried, etc. So really discussions, maybe even a book club you know, you can skip one book, you can come back for the next one. So think about something where you've got a drop in structure. If you're so busy and you're juggling, like Joanne is saying, she's doing amazing things there. Volunteering, family, working really hard, learning languages. This is a full and busy life and you'd be forgiven for not being perfect in your attendance to every single thing and having a, having a week where something is a little stronger and something is a little more dormant. And finally, what she mentioned there as well is she's super pumped about it because she loves flamenco. So don't just go looking for a class for the sake of looking for a class. Look for a class on something that you are really into. And often I find that people think, well, is my language good enough though? Shouldn't I just do all the classes about the language first or the classes where I learn the language. But to be honest, just practicing your language in an environment where it doesn't really matter if you do well, like if you do baking in Chinese or if I do, I don't know, the Chinese dumpling class, if I understand nothing and I just follow the pictures and I understand three things and I come up with terrible dumplings, we're all going to have a laugh about it. But it might be more fun than just sitting there and being like, okay, I need this vocab. I need this grammar. I need, you know, here is the next dialogue where somebody says, is the seat taken? Oh, yeah, the seat's free. Blah, blah, boring. You know, so go for the things, especially in your, in your intermediate and advanced languages that are super, super interesting. Tip number one is is right there. So for, for Joanne and from Joanne, take a class, do some do some learning, do something that is just fun. And it doesn't have to be something where you learn. It could just be a hobby club, a, a gardening YouTube get together, whatever it is, just join in. And the online nature of this is actually fantastic right now. And hopefully, again, hopefully it's going to persist a little bit for you as a learner, because there's relatively little, relatively little pressure for you to participate. You can join a Zoom call, a Skype call, etc. Switch your video off, switch your microphone off and kind of just look and practice, observe the interactions. And it gives you that space to interact in your own time. Whereas if you were to attend a class in person or a discussion group in person, you can't make yourself quite as invisible and it takes a little bit more courage. So if you're feeling shy, again, the online nature of these classes can really go in your favor. Tip number two, like I said, we, we talked about language exchanges and how language exchanges are tricky because of that one-to-one -one nature. But we often think of 
the native speaker as a non plus ultra that you have to have to practice with. And another easy way to practice together and to get all that benefit of a friendship boost and feel great because you realize you're not the only person that makes mistakes is to practice with buddies. Having a language buddy, one, or even better, a support group is a huge, huge, huge advantage. And there's definitely a boost behind communities like the Add One Challenge or the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, as it is now called, or something like Language League, which is the membership I run with Shannon and with Lindsay. And beyond that, practicing with buddies can work in a really simple way. You just set up a joint language practice room. Again, this can be done online or a practice group or whatever you want to call it and the way that you do it is you'd find some people who are also learning your language who want to practice chatting to each other make sure you've got sort of three or four people together at least doesn't have to be a huge group but you know bring some people together set a time and the bonus here is if they're already your friends this is a great great advantage so if you've got people who are already your friends who are maybe language buddies from one of the online communities it might be instagram it might be buddies in a facebook group etc and you start setting up something to practice together this is fantastic because you all are kind of already on the same page you kind of know each other's posts a little bit you might know a little bit about each other's lives and you might be able to just get together and chat And if you are worried about what to talk about, I've popped a link in the show notes of conversation prompts from English classes. These are from the TESOL journal, I believe, and they are just fantastic and manifold. So you could work through conversation prompts together, have a little talking round. It also takes the pressure of you to talk too much because you get to listen to more than one other person and other people at different levels and collectively you will make sure that the biggest errors are avoided so this doesn't have to be native speakers this is all about getting together with other learners so that you've got the moral support and you've got the language support a variant of this might also be to set up a book club together and maybe even don't put pressure on each other to read the book in your target language if the le- if the levels are a little bit different but you may want to you know read the book either in english or your native language or read it in your target language or another one but you all get together and use the same language to talk about what you have read what you thought about it how you like the characters So that's the practice with buddies option. And there are two more, I guess these are a little bit more solitary. Tip number one comes from Ricky and he posted in Facebook group Fluent Language Learners, which is open to you and, you know, come and join us in there. His tip was to switch Siri to your target language. (laughs) If you just want to get a little bit of practice, and I have done this as well in the past, Siri or whatever the Google, I think it's just called Hey Google, or maybe Alexa will speak another language. So if you've got one of those voice assistant things that you talk to, where it's actually a robot, but the robot is 
linguistically fairly advanced, you know, computer linguistics is leaps and bounds. So why not use that to practice your language? It's a robot. It's not going to judge you, but it's very, it's going to be very apparent if it understands you or not. So this is a fun way of practicing. I don't think it's going to keep the appeal for months and months and years, but to first get talking, or if you have kind of fallen out of practice and you really want to speak a little bit more at short notice when you need it, why not give it a go? And the other solo speaking practice tip, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take go with Andy Roberts lead here. He's Oregon polyglot, has a blog and very active on social media. So hello, Andy. And I'm going to put a link to Andy's blog in the show notes if you're interested. Show notes at fluent.show slash 195 for this episode. So Andy has done something that I actually used to do as well. I did it slightly differently when I was learning English. But let's start with how Andy goes about this. And this is self-talk. So we've had the technology, we've had the class, we've had the learning with buddies, and this is self-talk. And the way Andy goes about it is to actually start by writing, writing an awful lot of practice sentences and things that he wants to say in his target language. So we're all we're really early keying into self-expression. And then he says it starts almost spontaneously and then he becomes more purposeful about it, describing his world, talking to himself, reflecting to himself in his target language, using his target language. And if you want to make this a little bit more social, maybe get a bit more external accountability, you can also post videos online and follow something like the 30-day speaking challenge. This runs on mostly on Instagram. And again, I've put it in the show notes, fluent.show slash 195. My own variant of this is, is I did this a lot when I was a teenager and I still find myself doing it sometimes, which is to either very similar to Andy, I just start translating my thoughts, describing my world in my target language. And that works. That works really well as practice. And very quickly, you'll realize where your vocab gaps are or you just, you know, you're just practicing making sentences or alternatively, something I did as a teenager a lot because I was a fan of various bands and I enjoyed, you know, I was really into specific aspects of culture and just really followed these bands and read a lot of interviews with the singers I would imagine myself interviewing them. I would imagine myself, you know, sort of with my idols and they are here. I'm across from them. We're all hanging out. I'm in the, you know, green room, dressing room. I'm super, super cool. And I'm asking them, I'm asking them, what's behind the song for you? How did you, you know, how are you feeling today? How has the roadie set up your keyboard today? Whatever it was, how are you feeling about the show tonight? It was a complete imaginary situation, but was a way for me to practice my English, practice my English in my head by just chatting away to imaginary people. And yes, talking about it on a podcast 20 years later is making me feel slightly seen, visible in an embarrassed way. But at the same time, at the time, nobody knew and everybody was fine with it because nobody knew. So if you need this at your own time, on your own schedule, on your own terms, and you don't want to get embarrassed at all, talking to imaginary friends is fantastic. 
<laughs> it's really, really fantastic speaking practice, believe it or not. Because it's not like anybody knows about it and they don't mind. So if you do this too and you want to confess or you want to share with me that this is something you've tried before, please let me know. Don't let me, don't leave me hanging. Don't let me feel alone. And you know the ways to get in touch with me. Hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk for a private email. I'm not going to read it out unless you want me to. Or say hello on social media. Connect with each other. Let's be weird together. Okay, one more little tip and then I'm just going to briefly give you some tips for language exchanges and pretty much we're, we're then at the end of this episode but we've got so much to get through so one of my tips is to join a speak easy exchange we've got some of these coming up at women in language so they're going to be in with your tickets and speak easy is the way that we do language exchanges over in language league which i already mentioned it's the membership i run with shannon and with Lindsay. and if you never tried it before come and join us language league gives you weekly Speak easy sessions, which are a language exchange where whoever just happens to turn up, turns up, they are drop in. And then we split off into different breakout rooms and practice whatever target language you want to practice together. If there's nobody who speaks your target language or nobody's learning your target language, we kind of tend to teach each other a little bit about that language or practice you know, things like counting to 10 together or introductions or something just really simple to say. So that's the teaching is learning and teaching is expertise principle at play as well. Language exchanges on Zoom in a really simple way for anyone learning any language. So that's the speak easy session. And in Language League, you also get a lot more because we've got a lively Facebook group and we've got every month a masterclass from Lindsay, from Shannon or from me. And this month we're doing language discovery sessions. So we all learned a little bit of Japanese together. There's a discovery session in the archive as well for Welsh and the archive in fact, goes back about three years. So you get a lot of reading, listening, speaking, vocab grammar technique and so many masterclasses that are just right there with solid workbook and it's a great way to improve your language learning technique so that is language league again it's in the show notes fluent.show slash 195 check it out now let's take a second to talk about language exchanges Language exchanges don't always start at French as friendships, but they can become a friendship given enough time. In Joanne's question, you heard the biggest drop and the biggest destruction factor for a language exchange as is, is unreliability, is, is just not being able to turn up and having to cancel at the last minute. Joanne is extremely respectful to her exchange partners by saying this doesn't work for me. But if you have the time or if maybe in the pandemic, the time has popped up for you. Sometimes language exchanges can just be the way that you that you really focus on doing this. So the good moments in these exchanges, they're not when you're speaking perfectly, not when you're getting rid of all the mistakes that you make or when you're getting a really good correction. They're about connecting, talking to a friend, learning something about your target language. And maybe they're telling you a story of how, where they grew up or how they play with their pet or how they've gotten their first coffee in five months because there's a lockdown that's happened. I've got the reference here is really I've got two references for the tips that I'm about to give you. Number one is Elizabeth Bruckner's talk from Women in Language 2019. And second is a blog article that I've linked to you in the show notes with an episode that we've done off the Fluent Show before. 
So I've got eight tips and we're just going to run through these quickly for language exchanges. Number one, book the calls into your routine and be kind to yourself in the time around those talks. So you want to be same time, same place, really get into a reliable routine. You want to decide where you are meeting. Are you meeting in a Zoom room? Are you Skyping? Whatever, what it, where is it that you're meeting? And then actually show up because it's just in your routine. You want to reduce as much of the admin side of this as possible. Number two, relax before an exchange, relax after. Something that often happens to me is that when I get very nervous about something and sort of dread it, especially if it's an, an online screen thing, I start feeling very tired. I, I mistake it sometimes as I am tired, I'm so exhausted, but actually it's nerves. And if I relax before an exchange, perhaps do a relaxation exercise or go for a little walk, an exchange, a live, uh, something like that, it helps me so, so much. And I hope that this also works for you. Tip number three, don't expect the first person that you chat to to be the one. Don't give up and keep looking for a nice buddy. Again, it's like friendship. It's like dating. It takes a little while to warm up and it takes a little while to find somebody where you can feel, I really want to talk to this person. And it, it is, they will, they will appear. They will appear. Number four, set some ground rules, create an agreement that works. If you want to say, we'll talk 20 minutes in French and we'll talk 20 minutes in Chinese and that is how we're running this show you need to agree on this together at the start if you want to say okay if you're five minutes late I'll just switch my screen off we'll just meet next week we're not even going to talk about it or if you're five minutes late please text me I need to know this you know you need to make an agreement that works for the two of you or maybe three of you however you're setting up your exchange Tip number five in connection with this, while you're setting up these rules, you're making a great effort, you're doing them a great favor. It is helpful though to ask them what they want as well. Tip number six, feel free to say if you don't want to do this anymore. Feel free to say if you're no longer available, you don't have to be super, super nice. You don't have to be the world's most polite person. You can say, look, this isn't working or I'm just no, I'm just not available sorry, I, I, I'm not able to continue these exchanges. Good luck with your next exchange partner. Bish, bosh, bosh, no hard feelings. Tip number seven, get ready when you are speaking in your language to a new person right at the start for some proper awkwardness. Everyone sounds like a child or Elizabeth puts it as the baby moose. Everyone sounds like, you know, someone who isn't quite their shining, brilliant, sparkling, super intelligent cocktail party self right at the start. That is fine. That is fine. And in fact, if you take it with a little bit of humor and you smile your way through it, you'll get through that phase within weeks, within weeks. You'll get better, guaranteed. And then tip number eight, when they are there, they're giving you their time. They're listening to you practice a language, you know, like the non-cocktail party, non-elegant self. They have sacrificed their time and committed to you. You have sacrificed your time committed to them. So pay attention, switch off your phone, make sure you sound good, that they can hear you. You're not, I don't know, in a really windy environment. Like it's, it's rude. 
it's rude to do a language exchange while you're on a walk at the beach and it's 60 mile an hour winds. The, the reason it's rude is because they can't hear you very well and you're subjecting them to 20 minutes of wind noises. That's not nice. That's not nice. So think about that as well. Be a polite and respectful person. And final tip, no matter if you're doing a language exchange, a practice with buddy, or you're practicing in the workplace, or you're in a speakeasy, compliment the other person tell them that they're getting better at their language you know how good it feels you know how good it feels and that is something that you can donate you can give to somebody else you can make them feel just as lovely so pay a compliment even if it's free now don't forget Again, I'm going to say this, there'll be two speakeasies at Women in Language. So if you want to try out how all of this works in a really fun environment with probably too many people, oh my God, or maybe just the right amount of people, come along and join us at Women in Language. And if you don't have the 2019 recordings after you got your 2020 ticket, look out for our thank you page where you can get those at a discount. My final note to you is relax. Self-care is important. Slow it all down. Take a few breaths. And I hope that you've got some creative ideas here. Or if you're ready for a language exchange, these little points that I gave you are good reminders for how to make it happen. Now, no matter if you are a fellow quirky person <laughs> who, who used to interview favorite pop bands in your head, or if you found your inspiration in this episode today please send me your feedback and say hello you can do that number one most important one by supporting us and commenting on patreon posts that is patreon.com slash fluent show starts from just two dollars a month and it keeps the show free and it keeps the show running or you can send an email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk find me on twitter at the fluent show or on instagram at k-e-r-s-t-i-n underscore fluent that is it from me. I'll be back next week with an episode with Shannon Kennedy. Goodbye.